Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web, authentic valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Today is October 1st, 2019. Let the anxiety begin. MLB postseason starts today. Nationals, Brewers in D.C. Got the Rays and the A's in Oakland at the Coliseum. AL and NL wildcard matchups to determine who plays the Astros and the Dodgers, the two first-place teams in the AL and the NL. Yankees, Twins on Friday, as well as Cardinals, Braves as Postseason begins to heat up. Davis Ford joins the show today to preview the MLB postseason, some predictions, and some predictions on what the Mets might do this offseason. Let's kick this episode off. Presented by Belly Up Sports, Be Bold, Stand Out, and by TickPick. Get your tickets now. Let's go. MLB postseason preview show today is going to be October 1st. The anxiety begins. Let it begin. We have Bo Jackson on the show today, or GCU's intermural version of Bo Jackson at least. Davis Ford, back in action. You're becoming a regular. Good to be back. Hope I get to keep coming back. Hey, keep making great takes. You get to come back anytime you want. If you're not bold, why are you making takes? <laughs> be bold, stand out. We are presented by Belly Up Sports and, uh, 
We got some uh, ticket giveaways to give out tonight, Davis. A lot of questions, a lot of predictions. Let's start with the wild card teams, because I know you're just going to break my heart and saying that the Yankees aren't going to go to the World Series. Yeah. Which is a bold take. You are being bold and standing out with that one. But uh, Rays A's, to me, doesn't really matter. Whether it's the Rays, whether it's the A's, whether it's both. Could be a triple threat American League Division Series round. I think that uh, ultimately the Houston Astros are going to maim either the A's or the Rays with Verlander, Cole, and Granke. And did you hear any of that? Um, I heard up to the wildcard part. And then everything went reconnected. Okay, let's let's do it again. From the top. Raise and A's, take two. I um, think it doesn't matter. I was going to give my take first yeah. before we were so rudely interrupted by FaceTime. Uh, how dare they? Raise or A's. It could be Rays. It could be A's. It could be a triple threat American League division series between the Rays, A's, and Astros. I think that either team is getting maimed by Justin Verlander in game one. They're going to get pulled apart by Garrett Cole in game two. And they're going to get put to sleep by Zach Ranke in Game 3. That is exactly what I have as well, Jack. So we finally agree on something. I, I honestly didn't look at um, the Astros rotations uh, stat lines until yesterday. Because I knew it was a three-headed monster going in. And that's like the big thing that the Yankees should be scared of if they can get past the Twins. Not saying that they can. Though yeah. history has shown that they can. Yeah. Justin Verlander, 21-6. and six. Under three ERA. Garrett Cole, 20 yeah. and 5. Under three ERA. Zach Ranke, 18 and 5. Under three ERA. Wade Miley, 14 and 6. Like, I was a, like I was a little intimidated by the Astros. Now I'm petrified by that yeah. rotation, especially since they have home field advantage throughout the American League playoffs. No, yeah, but I think uh, we're going to get a little AL West action. I think the A's are going to get tops on the Rays to get to the uh, sweeping that will be of the Astros. No question about it. I mean, to me, the A's um, home field advantage is key here. I think it's yes. an evenly matched up game. Neither team has deep bullpens, nor do they have strong rotations. I think Charlie Morton. I, I would give the advantage bullpen-wise to the A's because they do have some arms that are just low-key out there. Are they going to have Blake Trinan? I am unsure, but they do have um, Hendricks out there. Right. I can't remember his first name. Forgive me. Liam um, Hendricks. Um, they have. That's a demerit, Davis. Writing it down, yeah. that can't happen. Sorry. They have they have a couple forms. I just can't think of the names right now for whatever reason. I think Joaquin Soria's out there, Yeah, if I remember correctly. That's God, like he still plays? Oh, my God. The Billy Wagner yeah, so think, of the Oakland A's. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I, I think the A's are going to take that one. I think the home field advantage is going to prove to be too much. Honestly, if it was at the Trop, I'd probably go with the Rays. I think this ultimately comes down to home field, though. I guess home field at the Trop really isn't home field. They're in the playoffs, yeah, so and they I'd can't play. get people to show up. I'd probably still go with the A's if it was in the Trop because all 5,000 people will not make a difference at that Could game. you imagine winning 96 games in a season, two years in a row, and having no more than 15,000 fans at a game? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, they're doing way better than the friends down in South Beach as far as numbers go. By, like, a hair. I think they're 29 and 30. That's Florida, am I right? It's a retirement state. I went to Tropicana Field over the summer, and it looks packed on TV. That's because they close off the entire upper deck. 50 sections up there, tarped, about, tarped up. It's about what they do at O.co with all the championship banners covering the bleacher seats up in the top deck out in the outfield. See, that's smart. They actually have banners, though, to cover it up so it makes it look 
somewhat respectable. Who you got in the uh, NL wild card? I think I think da- I think Dave Martinez, manager of the Nationals, said that he was going to go with Scherzer as his starter. Of course, do or die game. Got to go with the best pitcher in the game. But he's also going to go with Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg in relief if he has to, which sucks for the Brewers, who I don't even think they've named a starter yet. If I had to guess, um, I didn't look at what their rotation was this weekend. I, if I had to guess, winner go home game for that team, um, Zach Davis. I think he's got to be the guy for yeah. that. And it, as much as it pains me to say this, I I just think the magic runs out for the Brewers. I don't, I don't see them get past the two-eyed monster that is Max Scherzer and all his merry friends of the starting rotation. Yeah, you were you were about to not give someone credit there. Who was it? Yeah. Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg. Just as long as Sean Doolittle does not see the field, they will win that game. And who do they and have I, as a closer? Oh, gosh. I couldn't even tell you. That bullpen's a mess. If, if they have to use their bullpen in that game, the Brewers are going to So you got Nats. The only reason I, I'm going to go with the Brewers in this one without Christian Yelich going up against Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg, only because the Nationals have yet to prove that they can get past a postseason round. I feel like every year they're evenly matched up, whether it was the Dodgers a few years ago, the Cubs two years ago, the Giants. They were all favored in almost all of those series, and they all went the distance. I know the the Cubs and Dodgers series both won five games, and they just couldn't pull the plug, both at home. So to me, they haven't proven that they could win a postseason series yet, and all of their players are kind of lacking postseason experience. Juan Soto. Victor Robles. Victor Robles. Um, Just for me personally, I just... It really, it, this game really is the toss-up to me of the wild card because it's never about the best team in October necessarily. It's always about who's hottest going in. Yeah. And the Brewers are easily the second hottest team behind the Astros coming into these playoffs, I think. So are you changing your mind or are you still going with I, the Nationals? I, I'm still going to go with the Nationals. I think, like I said, I think their starting pitching is going to be enough to carry them to a point where I think Rendon drives in a few runs. I think... Um, out of nowhere, Ryan Zimmerman's going to have a pinch hit at bat, driving a run and some little park magic for him. The old season vet coming off the bench, but it's going to be a toss-up. I think it's going to be a close one. That should be a good watch for those two games. So we got the two AO wild cards, A's and the Rays, Brewers, Cardinals. Here's where uh, the ticket giveaway comes in, Davis. All you got to do is put your predictions in. AO wild card, NL wild card, DM us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you prefer. For a chance to win two free tickets to any select postseason game that isn't the World Series, because those tickets are expensive. That's correct. NLDS, ALDS, ALCS, NLCS, whatever you choose, two free tickets using your TickPick account. Use the promo code OSHO10 to get that discount. It's a big one. Make those predictions. Get two free tickets. So you got the the, the Nats and the A's. A's get swept by the Astros in that series. I don't even feel like talking about that potential matchup. There's really not much to entertain when it comes to the Rays or the A's. And, I mean, the only the only thing I would like to talk about is how many strikeouts Garrett Cole going to have in games? Well, let's see. The A's, I think, are more prone to putting the ball in play. The Rays, like the the Garcias and the the Brad Millers of the world, he can get chasing on Brad two Miller's strikes. Not that team. That's your talk for the day. Brad Miller's on the field. I'll write it down. Jeez, <laughs> I might have to cut myself. See, I don't even pay attention to the Rays. Now, this is uh, the boldest of bold takes here. It would be the ideal fit to have the Rays or the A's upset the Astros going into the championship series 
for the Yankees after they beat the Twins. Yeah, that would be ideal for you, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let, let the backlash ensue. I know everybody's going to have issues with that. It's just like, are you kidding? That's like the most bold take you're ever going to have. If that happens, I feel like the Rays or the A's honestly won't have anything left in the tank, so the Yankees will just pounce on them. And yeah, I, it's going to be a grind for that wild card team coming from the AL if they do excuse me if they do get through that wild card game and then they do get through the Astros then you have to go through the two teams with the most home runs in the MLB as a collective unit this year leads us to Yankees twins arguably the most anticipated matchup biased aside 307 for the twins 306 for the Yankees home runs wise something like that yeah a lot I uh I got the Yankees in four I do. That's honestly probably the best prediction someone could come up with. Yeah. I was going to go Yankees in five. I was going to give the Twins some credit. I'm going to give I'm going to give the credit to uh, the Yankees bats. I think they have more postseason experience than the Twins, and seeing what they did to that pitching staff last year in the wild card game, I just don't know if they're going to be able to get them out three three games. I, I give them one game at home, the first one, but other than that, I just don't see them winning more than one. Uh, it, to me, the Yankees, for the first time since opening day, are going to have their opening day lineup, yeah. which is fitting that it comes the first game of the postseason. Yeah. And Carnacion will be back, hitting the seventh or eighth in that order. Luke Voigt's going to be down. Like, their they're seven, eight, nine hitters are going to be Encarnacion, Voigt, Gardner. And Gardner hit 28 home runs this year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy. And I think that bullpen's just going to prove to be too much for those bats in the later innings. And it's, it's basically the two most powerful hitting teams in MLB history at this point, home run-wise, in yeah. the most hitter-friendly ballpark in history with two very mediocre pitching staffs, starting yeah. pitching staffs for that matter. Yeah. The, the Twins, I feel like, are going to have to use their bullpen for games three and four. I mean, who like they have um, Berrios. Berrios and Odorizzi. And it's Kyle Gibson for game three. Kyle Gibson for game three. And then it's dicey with their bullpen. They really don't have much. Yeah. Whereas the Yankees' bullpen, they have enough elite arms that they could rest some of them in certain situations, go with a guy like CeCe for three or four innings in yeah. relief if he's up for it. Who knows? Uh, Depends on how many beers he had the night before. Or uh, Captain Crunch. Yeah. Just a couple of extra bowls, get hung over on Captain Crunch. The Twins, to me, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt just because it's an entirely different offense with Sano yeah. and Nelson Cruz. I feel... Sano can stay off the drugs. Hey. And I think, I think Yankees in four, but there's going to be about 100 home runs hit in the four games. I think each game will have at least 15 runs combined. Yeah, easy. Games one and two, I'm predicting like 10-8, and then, God, if Luis Severino pitches... <laughs> God. No Domingo Herman though. That's a bummer. I mean, all he did was slap his girlfriend in public. I mean... <laughs> Zeke's done much worse. Dude, it's October. Anxiety is up. Things are getting stressful. One bit of stress you won't have to watch this postseason. Dylan Batances coming out of the bullpen. Will not have to walk the bases loaded then strike everyone out after that this year. <laughs> we call him the cardiac kid for a reason. That's lit. I mean, every time he's on the mound, it's... Intentional walk, intentional walk, intentional walk. He's nowhere near the strike zone. Like, yeah. it's it's upsetting to watch this just overgrown child on the Turn mound. 99 all over the place. Then good old Larry Rothschild works his magic on the mound for a pitching conference, and then all of a sudden, He's like, oh, there's <laughs> right the down the middle, perfect <laughs> curveball drops in on the outside corner. Double play ball, striking. 
That's what he gets for skipping off the mound and tearing his Achilles. Poor guy. Like a schlup. Whatever. Gotta have fun some way. It's like this Yankee team had a voodoo doll for each of their 25-man roster this year, and there was just someone behind the scenes just, like, breaking apart their bones. It was not me. I would not do that to you. I wasn't assuming it, but uh, I guess thanks for uh, thanks for having my back. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, Bo. No problem, Mr. O'Hara. No, but the thing is for the Yankees, they got to stay healthy first and foremost. First time since opening day, like I said, since having this lineup. God forbid they lose Judge and Stanton in game one, and then half their offense goes to shits. And then the other thing, they have to pitch well, because Luis Severino is going to be their game two starter, and the guy's made two appearances all season long. And in one of them, he gave up six earned runs to the Texas Rangers. You have Jay Happ and CeCe Sabathia in the bullpen. James Paxton, right? James Paxton in game one. He got hurt on Friday at Globe Life Field. Hey, man, I'm not going to... Rule out Luis Severino going to have a good game game two because Globe Life, I'm going to guess the wind was blowing out to right field for that game. That's why he gave up six. I didn't watch it, so I couldn't tell you. I'm just going to guess because that's normally what happens in that place when runs are scoring. Yeah, you were too busy watching Pete Alonso's uh, record-breaking home run, right? Yeah, you betcha I was. <laughs> I got to tweet at SNY, see if I can get a compilation of all 53 to watch. They were, uh, Keith Hernandez and Ron Darling, I think, were talking to Gary Cohen like right before he hit the 52nd one. And I think it was Keith Hernandez who was saying, man, Pete's looked worse than he has all season long, just over-swinging, trying to hit that home run. And as he's saying it, drills number 52. He's like, what was I saying? Got a cutter up and in and just absolutely got his hands inside the baseball finally. It didn't even look that hard hit. He just barely had enough muscle to muster it over the fence. And then, of course, Saturday was a bomb dead center. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was 87 up and in. You can only do so much with that. And you just see a mob of New Yorkers fighting for the ball. Oh, yeah. They know how much that's worth. Do you remember when Barry Bonds hit 756, the mayhem that ensued at uh, AT&T Park? Oh, yeah. In that section? And uh, it was A-Rod's 3,000th hit home run. Zach Hample caught it. Jeter's 3,000th hit was a home run. That, that one was a more uh, cool story just because the kid caught it, uh, used his weight to save it and then his dad jumped on top of him so that was a nice father-son moment that they probably won't ever forget i don't know if we'll ever get to have that moment with our dads but we'll see we we still got a lot of living to do yeah we're only in college so you got only twins winning one game in that series yankees and four i'll say yankees and five just because i know their offense is going to slug out the yankees pitching staff it's not going to be pretty it's going to come down to the bullpens. It's going to come or down think, to the final few innings. I think if Severino does get beat up, I think uh, Conley, Uffino can each go two or three each to shut him down. But the thing is with one. them, like, they're always hit or miss. Like, when they're on, they're dominant, and when they're yeah. not, they can't get an out. Same with Zach Britton. I don't trust that guy to save my life. Zach Britton right. will come. He, he's honestly the left-handed version of Batansis. That's why the Orioles didn't want him, because they knew they needed pieces. So I'm going to give... The Twins, the benefit of the doubt here. They're not going to get swept like they always do. I think the Yankees... Okay, so the Yankees have won five playoff series against the Twins since 2004. They they swept them in 09, swept them in 2010, beat them in the wild card in 2017. I say the Yankees win game one, Twins go game two, Yankees go game three, Twins game four, Yankees back at home at game five. I'm going to go Yankees both games at home, 
Twins game three and Yankees game four for the clinch. And then you got a Yankees Astros ALCS that terrifies me. You have the Astros going all the way, you said? Or That's just, correct. Okay. Explain yourself. Um, I think Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole are going to be way too much for those bats to handle. Nonsense. Um, yeah, I know. Nonsense. Can't lay off a high fastball. It's going to be your downfall, I think. Oh, I, I can't wait for Brett Gardner to strike out three times against Verlander, look back at the umpire every time and be like, was that a strike? No? Okay. And then just put his head down and go back to the yeah. dugout. And then, I, honestly, you're going to really hate me for this. I have Astros in five. Five? That's correct. Five games. That's correct. After sweeping the A's, they're going to take the Yankees four out of five. That's correct. I'm going bold here. You think the Yankees are just going to fall apart? I don't think they're going to fall apart. I think that Astros lineup is equally as deep, but they also hit for contact instead of just trying to go for the fence every time. Yankees can do that if they wanted to, too. Not with two strikeout pitchers in the rotation. And I think Granky or Miley's going to figure out how to sneak a win in there. God, if Wade Miley gets a start, that's when you know it's bad. Because if Wade Miley gets a start in probably game four, it means the Astros are either up 2-1 or 3-0. So we don't want to see Wade Miley. Like, that's that, that's a first plan. Operation, don't let Wade Miley in this series. That's got to be their first. Personally, the, I would. That's got to be the first Sanderson Ford key to the game right there. Don't let Wade Miley pitch. Even worse, what if you see Aaron Sanchez start a game? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jesus, Davis. Yeah, no, he'll probably be a long bullpen guy. Yeah. There's always going to be that guy. Because their bullpen's always been the issue. Yeah. I mean, Osuna is obviously their lockdown closer. No more Ken Giles to punch himself in the face. <laughs> but, again, yeah. stressful times. All right? He just gave up a three-run homer to Gary Sanchez. It's stressful. Domingo Herman should have been left off the hook. He, he, It's stressful times. It's October. Everybody's anxious. Anxiety levels are at an all-time high. Absolutely. Ezekiel Elliott only rushed for 35 yards last night. He has every reason to just lash out, you know? I really don't want to talk about last night's game. We don't have to, okay? The offense just obviously didn't show out. Kellen Moore. Turned into Scott Linehan. Yeah, but we don't have to talk about it. Uh, On to Green Bay. As Bill Belichick would say, we're on to Green Bay. And we're on to the NL postseason predictions. The Dodgers are obviously the clear favorite to just run through the National League. You got Dodgers in four of the first series. Not a sweep. Who do you have winning? Are you? We talked about the wild cards. You have the Nats. That's honestly an evenly matched pitching matchup. You got Kershaw and Scherzer. You have. I don't think Kershaw starts game one. You think I they think strategize? Mm-hmm. You I going with Ryu? Go, I think they go Ryu and Bueller, and then they go Kershaw. And if they're up two one, I think they throw out uh, Johnny Allstaff with starting with Dustin May if he makes the postseason roster, and you go from there, or even Rich Hill or Ross Stripling, whoever you wanted to start. Personally, I think Max Scherzer's probably going to end up starting game three if he goes seven. And you go bullpen day for Strasburg, bullpen day for Corbin, and they're good for games one and two. So I think Scherzer wins game three at home, and then I think game four, Dodgers are just going to absolutely destroy him. Well, let's say your theory becomes a reality. Kershaw starts game three. You have mm-hmm. Ryu and Scherzer in game one. I think Scherzer can out outduel. Ryu, because Ryu's been proven to be shaky. Great first half, started the All-Star game, really didn't do much after that. The Dodgers, to me, don't really play as well at home as they should. Like, there's teams like the Astros and the Yankees who just dominate at home. Like we said about their bullpen, the Nationals' bullpen, the only guy I know for sure 
is back there is Sean Doolittle. I don't even know if he's making the postseason roster. What bullpen are we going to get from them? I mean, I, the Dodgers late, it doesn't matter how many they're behind. You could, you throw some weak arms out there, and they're going to hit. Yeah. I mean, they could go Kenley Jansen for two if they wanted to every night. Yeah. We've seen them bring in Kershaw in relief in late postseason outings, po- we'll late postseason series games. Like. Honestly, if the Nats take game one with Scherzer over Ryu, Bueller outduels Corbin because Corbin honestly isn't an elite guy first playoff appearance yeah so we'll see about that 1-1 going back to DC then you got Kershaw you're up 2-1 you you had them in four so they'd win it in DC game four they'd probably go back to Scherzer yeah who could arguably take it to a game five I just like it at four because that'd be the most national thing ever to lose in DC in a series oh they've done it every time yes they have done it every single time (laughs) Yeah, they did it against the Giants. They did it, the Dodgers, the first time in 2016 because of Clayton Kershaw, and then against the Cubs in Game 5. Man, they really know how to piss off their city. Oh, yeah. Heartbreak after heartbreak. That's why I don't think they're going to make it past the wild card game on Wednesday. I, I don't think it matters either way. I think Dodgers win in four no matter who they're playing. But like I said, it's a coin flip for that wild card game tomorrow. Either of those teams could find a way to win. Honestly, past few years, it's been the top seeds that have gone. I mean, I remember that one year in 2014 when the Royals and Giants, two wild card teams, fought through the entire bracket. But this year, I got Dodgers over whoever, too. I, if it's the Nats, I'm going to say in five. I, I have a feeling we're going to have some pretty tight, competitive, and entertaining division series. Hope so. Uh, then on the other side, you got the Cardinals and the Braves, which is honestly an evenly matched up series, too. Yeah. You got the Cardinals powerhouse lineup with Osuna and Goldschmidt. And then you have, on the other side, Donaldson, Freddie Friedman leading the charge, Acuna, Ozzy Albies. Nick Marcakis if he's back. God, Nick Marcakis, Baltimore Oriole legend, Yankee killer back in the day. Who is going to pitch in that series? Who's, who's going to stand out for either team? Um, Flaherty better figure it out for the Cardinals if they're going to win the series. Yeah. Dakota... Yeah, Dakota Hudson. Michael Walker might find his October self. You never know. Well, it's not 2011, but okay. And David Freeze is not playing third base. He's playing in L.A., so that's unfortunate. But, yeah, I I still think that this series is going five no matter what, and I'm going to go with the Braves in five. I honestly want to see a Dodgers-Braves championship series just because I think that's the best matchup. Nothing against the Cardinals. I just feel like they won a pretty weak division because the Brewers, as hot as they were towards the end, weren't as strong as they were last year. Everybody knows the Cubs just collapsed again. Joe yeah. Madden out as manager. Brad Ausmus out as manager for the Thank Angels. goodness. I think that opens the door for Madden to come in, but that's another talk yeah. for another day. Honestly, you could go Joe Madden. You could go Joe Girardi. We'll see if Callaway gets the, the pink slip. Mickey Calloway could get fired, and then the Angels hire him, and then Ausmus goes to the Mets. You never know. If Ausmus goes to the Mets, I'm going to go do something I shouldn't do. Okay. No, but Braves, Cardinals, it's a toss-up. Could go either way. I say it goes 5-2. I don't think either team dominates that series. It's too evenly matched. I want to see a Dodgers-Braves NLCS. I want to see Yankees-Astros in the ALCS. I don't want to see a Dodgers-Astros rematch just because we've already seen it. And also, it was too heartbreaking to watch the first time, given the Yankees lost in seven games. I don't want to see it again. And under the same circumstances... Just keep Angel Hernandez out of the playoffs is all I ask. Dude, I don't know if that's possible. That guy just makes it all about himself. I think it was the 16-1 to game last year between the Yankees and the uh, Red Sox. I mean, obviously, 
no contention there, but he made like six blown calls that they overturned. Yeah. That's unheard of. In a postseason game, you let that guy out on the field? Yeah, it didn't help that Brock start hit for the cycle. Yeah, Brocktober. He's quite the guy. He was giving out his uh, bats as after the final game outside Fenway because the, the Red Sox season is over because they couldn't muster 90 wins to make it to the playoffs after winning a World Series championship. But that's another story. That's none of my business. That was the most Yankee fan saying I've ever heard out of you. Young I'm guys. an unbiased baseball journalist. Do you honestly think that the Houston Astros are walking away with their second World Series championship in three years? Yes, sir, I do. Elaborate. Like I said earlier with them beating the Yankees, I just think that lineup is deeper. I think that lineup personally, I think it's deeper than it was the year they won it the first time because you had Jordan Alvarez in there. You have Robinson Chirinos. Low-key has had a pretty decent year. And then you have the defensive god behind the the dish and Martin Maldonado for eighth and ninth inning work. And I just think, I think their headed monster of a pitching rotation, those bats, I think they got the Dodgers in six in the series. Well, it's like a three headed monster and then a stub in Wade Miley. Yeah. He's just kind of, he's there if they're up. Yep. He's yeah, honestly another great bullpen piece that they could use. God damn it. Yeah. That, that's scary. And I want Granky to be the one to take out the Dodgers in game six. Why is that? Just because he just sucked with them? Yeah. Just a little cranky jab at the Dodgers again, just to piss Dodgers fans off why he didn't resign with them. <laughs> to me, the biggest thing in that series is the, the Yankees, they got to win on the road because obviously home. I'm shocked that once they won the division, Aaron Boone was just kind of like, all right, we have nothing else to play for. We're in the playoffs. <laughs> when like home field advantage in the postseason, when you have the Houston Astros that you're probably going to face, means everything in that series. It meant everything I mean- in 2017. Every home team won each game in that series. The Yankees were up 3-2, blew the final two games on the road. They yep. did it against the Diamondbacks, no one, too. So I'm shocked that they didn't... They literally pulled out, like, all of their starters after they won the division for the final week and a half, as yeah. if they had nothing to play for. And I think that it doesn't matter home field for that series necessarily because you're going to hit a ton of home runs because the ball is going to fly out in Houston regardless and I think the short porches in the Bronx are going to produce a lot of home runs also. So either way, I yeah, you get the hit last, but like there's going to be a ton of runs scored regardless. The bullpen edges out the Astros' bullpen a little bit. But their starters way outweigh the Yankees' starters. Yeah, that's debatable, but I see, I see where you're heading there. Verlander, Paxton, it's about even. <laughs> uh, Garrett Cole and Luis Severino. He's only made two starts, but... <laughs> What does 20 wins mean anyway? And then you have... 300 strikeouts. Yeah. 3,300, 112. Who's really counting? You have Granky going up against Tanaka. I mean, Tanaka's just a vet in the postseason. Will the splitter be working for the series? That's going to be a question for his translator. I really don't know. Uh, I will say this, though. I believe that Edwin will be taking his parrot out for many walks in Houston off of Zach Granke's 56-mile-an-hour curveball. Do not hang that to Mr. Edwin and Carnacion. It'll end up on the train tracks. It will. And then that that parrot will be uh, shipping off to the Bronx for games 3, 4, and 5, where the Yankees will defeat the Houston Astros. I said the Yankees beat the Astros in six games. They win the final game in Houston. I have the Dodgers over the Braves in six in the CS. That's another reasonable take. But we like to be bold on this uh, this podcast. I said Astros in five. That is very bold. Very stupid, too, I might add. 
You look like a genius if it's right, though. And I have it in writing and on a podcast now, so we'll see. I have <laughs> I have the Dodgers over the Braves in seven. Seven. So I'll go the Yankees over the Astros in six. I think the ALCS, if it is Yankees-Astros, is going to look identical to 2017, the rematch. First two go to the Astros at home. Next three go to the Yankees in the Bronx. And then the Yankees just break it off in game six. End all the worrying. End all the speculation that they can't win on the road. And then in the NLCS, I think it'll be much like last year's championship series with the Dodgers and the Brewers. I think it'll go back and forth. Which I'm all for. I love back and forth October baseball. I just feel like the Dodgers, like Clayton Kershaw could throw a gem or he could go five innings and give up six runs. And then and all six would be in the fifth inning. And then Bueller still, he had that great start in the World Series last year in game yep. three. Who knows? Ryu we talked about, very shaky. Who knows? But the big thing to remember about the Dodgers through the playoffs, Kinta Maeda is in the back end of the bullpen. And he another is great piece. Yeah, another great piggyback starter who could throw three or four innings and be lights out. Because that's what it's going to come down to mainly. Nobody is going to use their bullpens, unless the Yankees. Yeah. It's going to come down to, I, I bet Granky throws out of the bullpen in like game one and then starts game three. I bet Tanaka makes an appearance for an inning in game one, starts game three. Talked about Kershaw coming out of the pen multiple times in the postseason. If, if the Dodgers win, it's going to be because Kershaw has a bum garner playoff series, every series. Now, what do you mean by that? His uh, 2014 run against the Royals where he pitched in probably four of the seven games. What a nightmare that must have been watching him come in from the bullpen when you know, like, you're just not going to be able to do anything. Like, the guy is literally, like, taxed out, like, totally burnt out on the mound, and he's still dominating. Yeah, like, Ned Yost had on second, game seven at home, and you see 40 getting called out of the bullpen, you're like, well, we got to pray we find a way to get this guy home from second. It's like he threw 80 pitches last night. Why is he coming in for three <laughs> more innings? <laughs> I thought we taxed this guy. Yeah. It was a neat little moment uh, the last game. And you see Kershaw versus Bumgarner line out the third. Kershaw with the tip of the cap, final time. Yes, sir. That'd be a nice Mets signing. What do you think that the Mets do this offseason? Since uh, everybody's so excited for whatever reason. Uh, for whatever reason. Let's calm down a little bit with a little statement there, first of all. Um, second of all, we need to re-sign Syndergaard. We need to figure out what the heck Jerry Samilia and Edwin Diaz are doing in the back end of the bullpen. Figure that out. Just make sure our pitchers stay healthy, get on a routine, um, keep Jake DeGrom in Cy Young form because he's going to win Cy Young again this year, and let Zach Wheeler walk. At the end of the day, we gave up a aged Carlos Beltran for that man, so it's time to just let him go. Let him be a social butterfly. That is our show for today. The MLB postseason preview brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, and by Tick Pick. Remember, you got the Brewers at the Nationals tonight. Rays, A's tomorrow, the wild card matchups. Send in your predictions for those games for a chance to win two free tickets using your Tick Pick account for any game this MLB postseason. The O Show podcast is presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, and by Tick Pick the number one New York marketplace for no hidden fees. Tickets, get your tickets now. Hit it, Hootie.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.